We're here together to become servants, to serve Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when we leave here, let us be servants to husbands and wives. And when you go to work tomorrow, let's see if they notice the difference in your life as a servant or as an employer. Your employees can see a change. That is important. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. As we reflect on the Apostle Paul's closing instructions in 1 Timothy, we'll get encouragement to nurture a humble heart and a servant's attitude as we walk in the grace of Christ. We hope you'll be able to follow along today to see that when you choose to prioritize God's kingdom over your own agenda, He can work through you to accomplish His perfect plans. Here's Raul Reese in 1 Timothy chapter 6. This chapter is going to continue Paul's advice to Timothy. Timothy's listening concerning the things that he's going to be doing in the future. But in ministry, Timothy, this is the way you're supposed to be ministering to the people that God has given to me. And that now God's going to give to you. Paul the Apostle says that not only he was like a general, and Timothy was one of those uh, guys that is listening to his general, that is going to receive orders from the general. And Paul is instructing Timothy how to minister, how to minister to four different groups that he's going to be talking to. Real important. But also on how to keep his own life, listen, according to the will of God. That's important, according to the will of God. Being a slave of Christ. We have become slaves. We have become property of who? Of Jesus Christ. We belong to him. He paid the price for you. How? He went to the cross. And he died for your sins. And because now I am his slave now, I submit. I surrender. To my master. And here Paul the Apostle in beginning in chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. He's going to tell us to honor masters. To honor Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But he's going to take us back to that time when there were masters and there were slaves. He starts out in verse 1 by declaring. Let as many bond servants which are employees. Are under the yoke count their own employers. Worthy of all honor. So that the name of God in his doctrine may not be blasphemed. Notice what he's saying here. At this time, 60 million slaves. And here what he's talking about is that you should show no respecter of persons. And that takes place in a lot of our lives. We are respecter of persons with people. You have to be what God called you to be. Not to be something else or take authority under yourself and and think you're really big. And those that are not in authority, you're going to kind of kick them around and tell them what to do and take advantage of them. But says, no, you don't do that. Christ never takes advantage of any one of us individually here. 
If you're an employer, then you need to pay those that are work under you and not cheat them. How can God bless you if you're not paying your employees where you're supposed to be paying them? And employees not take advantage of your employer. If you're faithful in the little things, I'm going to make you greater in the big things. Man, I've learned that in my life. And I think for you as a person here tonight, you're having problems in your job. You're going through a lot of things in your life. What I would do is I would step back and don't look at them. Look at yourself. Are you the problem? Are you the one that is really tearing down the people? And if you are the one, then get it together. Repent of it. Tell them your story. And try to do the best that you can to bring comfort to them in the Lord. Because he goes on to say this. Let as many bondservants as under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, respect. So that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. Employees coming to work late. Employees. You come to work late. Well, that's not honoring the Lord. Especially when it's a day work and you're getting paid for it. Not checking your behavior among other people. Taking long lunches, long breakfasts, long dinners if you have to work at night. Having people lie for you. Oh yeah, he was down at that place. I saw him there and you're lying to protect them. Be careful of that. Not having prayer and Bible studies while you're working. If you work for eight hours, then work eight hours. In your lunch break, you can do whatever you want to do. But don't take your employer's time for yourself. Especially if he's paying you to work. Work. Make sure of that. This is what Timothy is being taught here by Paul. He talks about his weaknesses. He talks about the things that he's facing with his marriage or his wife or his kids so they can pray for him. You see, that's a real servant of God. You got to be open in your life. We're here together to become servants, to serve Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when we leave here, let us be servants to husbands and wives. And when you go to work tomorrow, let's see if they notice the difference in your life as a servant or as an employer. Your employees can see a change. That is important. He goes on to say, verse 2, he says, Employees who are believing masters, let them not despise them Because they are brethren, because they're brothers in the Lord. But rather serve them because of those who are benefited, are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. Notice. Literally what he's saying, teach the people to leave a good witness wherever they go, wherever they work. Leave always a good witness. And this is what Paul is trying to teach Timothy. Timothy, these are the things you need to do in those who are believing masters. 
Let them not despise them because they are brothers in the Lord. Just because you're a Christian brother and sister, I'm not going to take advantage of you and you're not going to take advantage of me. That is so important. Verse 3, now he concludes that section. Now he's going to speak about false teachers. And boy, there's a lot of false teachers today everywhere. Recognizing false teachers. He says in verse 3, If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords with godliness. Now you know the Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, Unitarians, and even in the Catholic Church, believe it or not, in other places where the full gospel is not being taught the word of God. He says, teach the whole Bible. Not just the New Testament and some of the Old Testament. Genesis to Revelation. Genesis to Malachi from Malachi all the way to Matthew to the book of Revelation. And Paul here is one to talk to us now about these false teachers that are everywhere. In every church there's always a false person. One that recruits other people, especially new believers. But it's so awesome to be united together. We're not here to deceive. We're here to learn. We're here to tell other people what we've learned. But most important, to grow in Christ. And that's why here he begins to say, if anyone teaches otherwise. You mean true doctrine? Yes. If I'm teaching the book of Genesis to Revelation, but if I start teaching something else, then I should not be a teacher because I become a false teacher. Not teaching the way the word of God is given to us. Verse 4. He is proud knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes, arguments, over words for which comes envy, strife, rivaling, evil suspicions. So you see, it's not building up, it's tearing down. It's all about self. Nobody else. We need to mark these false teachers. He is proud means teaching something different. Lacks understanding. It's a reference to what true makers that make not only problems for the church, but for people. People like you, people like me. I like the way he says words from which come envy, strife, rivaling, evil suspicions. A believer who understands the word of God will have burning hearts for Christ and he will not have pride in his life. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're committed to helping you experience a healthy, fruitful relationship with the Lord. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for our full selection of resources. And later on, we'll tell you how to order a faith-building book from Raul. Now back to the final part of today's study. And then he says in verse 5, unless, notice, wranglings of men, corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means to gain from such withdraw yourselves. Get away from them. Professional Christianity, not true faith. Paul never used his preaching as a cloak 
of covetousness, which means you preach for money. You don't preach because it burns in your heart. It has to burden your heart so you can deliver the message. And here he's talking about useless wranglings of men, corrupt minds, destitute of truth. They don't want the truth. Who supposed to that godliness is a means of gain. They want to use God to enrich themselves. And you look at television. Christian television. And how many in Christian television are asking for money all the time? Radio. Asking for money. It's incredible. And Pastor Chuck never taught us that. He said this, where God leads, he provides. And you should think the same thing. If God called you, if God loves you, where God leads, he will provide for you. You've got to stay faithful to the Lord. And if somebody's trying to take your money, be careful. They send you all these letters, they throw them in the trash. Put them in your fireplace. Because they're trying to deceive the body of Christ. They want more money so they can live a better life. And Paul says, that's not good. That's not good. And he's speaking here about those false teachers. They're always asking for money. And guess who they go after? Little old ladies that are retired. They're poor. And yet because of their hearts, they write a check and they send it to Christian television or to the radio. Paul says, don't do that. Timothy, teach them not to do that. He goes on. Verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. What he's saying here is true. Notice, true commitment from godliness in heart, not wealth in hand. It's not about money. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, where people are trying to become rich through the body of Christ, through people. The contentment comes from godliness in the heart, not wealth in the hand. These false teachers were putting themselves, number one, and never God. And they would become rich through people's funds. Verse 7. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we carry nothing out of this world. Man, look at people's garages. You think they're going to carry with them. (laughs) Things you'll never get to anyways. But think about it. When are you going to use a box that's been out there for 10 years? Seriously. There's a lot of people that can use that, whatever it is. For we brought nothing into this world. Notice we came in naked and we go out naked. The only thing you can take with you is Jesus. Period. Nothing else. I would pray that tonight God will speak to all of us. Not to get so concerned with the things of this world. For... We brought nothing to this world, and it's certain we carry nothing with us. Underline it. Nothing with us. Verse 8. In having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. The basic needs. But those who desire to be rich fall into different temptations. They get tempted. They leave the Lord because a bigger house, more cars, more whatever it is. 
more bank accounts. And they're like holding on to all these things when they should not only let go of them and God bless them, but man, they're in love and they worship everything they have instead of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Number one. Not number two, not number three. And that's not only for the rich, that's for the whole church. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Your wife is not number one. Your kids are not number one. And notice your job is not number one. Jesus is number one. And then everything falls into order. Maybe you're out of order. But you need to be in order in the kingdom of God. Jesus first. He goes on again, verse 9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and trapped by the enemy. Into many foolish, and I wrote this down, to many plunge into foolish and harmful desires of the flesh, which draw men into destruction and perdition. The son of perdition is who? Satan, the Antichrist. The son of perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Money is not wrong. Paul's not saying money's wrong. No. He says, for the love of money is the root of kinds of evil. God bless you with all these things, and these things become your God. Destroys you. For which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and perceived themselves through with many sorrows. Nothing satisfies you. Nothing satisfies you. The love of money. So sad. Verse 11. But you, son of man, now he talks to Timothy. You're a pastor, Timothy. These things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and patience, and gentleness. Now he says, Timothy, this is what you should be doing. This is what you're supposed to do as a pastor. Personal piety and integrity. Sacrifice and love. Faithfulness. Notice. Endurance. Gentleness. Power under control. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. We're saved by faith. We're walked by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay a hold of eternal life. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many, many witnesses. Public confession before the body of Christ. I wrote this down. It is a word from which we get our English word agonizing. The word fight here, agonizing. Keep on fighting. It applies to what? To an athletic guy, notice, and soldier continuing to fight the fight to become the best. That's what God wants us to be, the best. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnesses the good confession, before who? Pontius Pilate, the one that crucified him. What he says here is real important. I urge you in the sight of God. So the command is by the Lord here. Who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus, who has a good testimony, the word witness there, who has a great testimony and good confession before government, before Pontius Pilate, 
that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. That's what he wants us to do. That you obey his commands. What he commands you. To love one another. To put him first. Which he, Christ, will manifest in his own time. He who is blessed and only. Pontelet, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Who is that? Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Who alone has immortality. Never died. Dwelling. Lives in an approachable light no man has seen or can see. To whom be honor, everlasting power, so be it, Paul says. No human eye has ever seen him, nor ever will until we get to heaven. Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Immortality can never die. One day we're going to stand before the Lord. We're all going to die one day. This flesh is going to die, but not the Spirit of God. Can you imagine? You're walking around carrying this new body inside of you. And the day you take your last breath, the Spirit comes out exactly what God had created, and we will stand in the presence of the Lord forever with our new bodies. Our new bodies. And my mom and my dad, we're going to be in heaven, all of us, and we shall be known as he is known, the Bible says. Imagine. Incredible. He goes on, verse 17. Instruction to the rich. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be hardy or proudful. This present age not being hardy nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to do what? To enjoy all things to enjoy, notice, according to what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works. You see, not in money, in good works, doing God's perfect will. Ready to give, awesome, willing to share in your finances, in your time, whatever it is he's talking about here. Storing up for themselves a good foundation. What's our foundation? Jesus Christ. For the time to come, heaven, that they may lay a hold on eternal life, eternity. Eternity can only come by repentance in Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he says this, O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Notice. Avoiding profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. God has given you wisdom. This knowledge is of the world and it will deceive you. By professing in some have strayed. Notice they've wandered away from the faith. Concerning the faith. Grace be to you. So be it. The emphasis again is upon God's grace. Grace in the greatest of all blessing to who? To you and to me in Christ Jesus. If you feel you've taken a detour away from God's will and are headed down a path littered with worldly distractions and faulty religious teachings, we encourage you to get back on track today. 
You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's message from 1 Timothy chapter 6 can be yours in its complete form for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call us at 800-634-9165. We'd also like to tell you about a resource with guidance for walking in obedience to the Lord. Titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth, Rawls' book clarifies key faith concepts including sin, salvation, the Trinity, and more. As you explore the life God desires for all of those who come to Him in full surrender, you'll also learn how to identify and avoid the pitfalls of errant spiritual perspectives. To purchase Doctrines, a simplified roadmap of biblical truth, just visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll be happy to send your copy for $10 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. Our mailing address, if you'd like to order by writing us, is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Never before has it been so easy to get Rawls' teaching to take with you. Whether you're a daily commuter or you're in the home environment, the Somebody Loves Your Radio podcast is a great way to listen to these programs on your schedule. Check out our podcast when you go to Spotify or iTunes and start listening today. We're able to continue these teaching programs because of your faithful prayers and financial support. As a part of our family of listeners, you have a direct role in shaping the spiritual growth of people all across the country. Thanks so much for your support. Tune in next time as we move into a study of Paul's second letter to Timothy. We'll get a challenge to evaluate whether we're making enough room in our schedule for quiet moments with God, allowing Him to orchestrate His perfect plans in our lives. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.